0: The following podcast has been paid for by Perched on the Top Rope.
1: Welcome everyone to Perched on the Top Shelf. I am your host, Lee Walker, and I am joined by the Perched on the Top Rope correspondent and longtime figure collector Justin Largito. Today's show is all about one thing and one thing only. It's not about the E, it's not about the all elite, it's all about impact wrestling. And, ladies and gentlemen, at the end of this show, you will get to hear a little clip. From our interview that Justin and I did for Perched on the Top Rope, from Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson talking about their action figures and as well as uh impact wrestling. But you gotta wait till the end of that. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to allow the perch correspondent Justin Largito to be the host of the show tonight. Because he was there for a major announcement, and as well as has other things that he would like to discuss along the TNA Impact figure line. So ladies and gentlemen, your real host of Perched on the Top Shelf tonight, Justin, take it away my friend.
2: What's up everybody, Justin here. So, big announcement over the weekend. I was lucky enough to be able to attend the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast Live 4 in Boston, Massachusetts from Kowloon Restaurant. Big announcement at that show, I thought at least, because for the first time in almost a decade, because I think the last figures that were released were in 2014, Impact will have a figure line coming early next year in 2023. The figures that they announced... We have Deanna Perrazzo and Jordan Grace in their Slammiversary 2020 attire. Also, we have Eddie Edwards in his Hard to Kill 2020 gear. And Moose from Bound for Glory just this past year. And correction, I apologize. Eddie Edwards from Hard to Kill 2021 in that barbed wire massacre with Sammy Callahan on that show. But I digress. and. This is a big deal. We've really only had WB for a while. And then AEW came around making their line of figures just two years ago. And it's crazy to think it's already been two years and we have almost a hundred figures out for AEW. It's just insane to me, but you know, I want to go back. I want to look at the past of the impact figure line. They have had two figure deals before, you know, one was pretty strong and ended kind of abruptly, and then the other one started strong and then died a slow, painful death. And I will I will get into that. But in 2004, TNA signed a deal with Toy Biz, which is actually owned by Marvel, to produce their first line of action figures. It all started with Series 1 with Jeff Jarrett, Abyss, AJ Styles, and Raven which I think is a pretty good first ber- ber- series to start for TNA and to get them out there into toy stores such as Toys R Us and KB Toys around that time.
1: Yeah, you know, you have to have a solid line to your figures. I can, uh, you know, picking Raven was a good pick, especially 2004, uh, you know, I believe had stuff going on with Abyss and whatnot. You know, you had a good mix there of homegrown talent and and Raven, who's already a big star, you know, a a big star, you know, WCW ECW, uh, WWE, WWF, you know, it's a solid lineup. And I remember toy biz as a kid for the Marvel figures. I'm talking like the early nineties, Marvel figures. And, 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 Whoever makes the Marvel toys now just recently had kind of redone that line. Uh, Solid company to go with, to be honest with you.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, a few series, we'll see this as a trend along the way, but some figures, they included a DVD disc with these figures, which would include maybe a match or two. When you uh, open the package and put it in your DVD player. I can't say. I know I, I've had a few of them. I just never never even attempted them. But I mean, That's I, pretty I cool, was, though. Yeah, it was very prominent with the two packs. And I'll, I'll get into that in a, in a minute or two. But then you go into series two. Another strong series, I think, when you're looking at it and looking at the TNA roster at that time. Because you have Jeff Hardy, Boy. Christopher Daniels and Ron, the truth killings.
1: Again, another solid lineup. This is one of those situations though, for me, 2004, I'm in college at this point. Um, I don't, I don't actually watch. I'm not actually watching wrestling at this time. So in the wrestling world, I have no idea what's going on, uh, especially with figures and stuff like that, but that's a solid lineup again. Can't go wrong with that.
2: Yeah, and as I'm kind of going down this lineup here for Toy Biz, I think it's kind of crazy because the first one we have in Series 3 is AJ Styles. And the reason I say that's kind of crazy is the fact that AJ Styles is, you know, now, this homegrown name in TNA and one of the greatest TNA stars of all time. And it takes till series three for him to get a figure, which is pretty interesting, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um...
2: And I, I get you want to come out with the heavy hitters in, in the first two series, but AJ was, you know multiple time X Division champion by this point.
1: Yeah. You know, he really was. I just uh I don't you know I'm I I would love to know from you know TNA standpoint and toy business uh standpoint as to why, but until then there's real no clear answer.
2: Yeah. But then you go further down in series three and you have Another TNA original in Chris Saban. Uh, here, here's a throwback for a name. The Pounce! Monty Brown. And you get Raven as the first double in the TNA line at this point. But then Series 4 comes around, and I want to point out something interesting about Series 4. Because you have Rhino, Kevin Nash, PD Williams, and Chris Harris... But the interesting thing with Chris Harris is it also includes a chase variant. And I don't think impact gets enough credit because I think they were really the first toy line to experiment with the chase variant, at least in wrestling because not that there's much different about this Chris Harris, really the only difference is it has no mustache, whether that's a that's an accident or that's just how they did it on purpose. but you definitely see more and more chases throughout each series as we go further down in the Marvel line.
1: Yeah. And you know what? We didn't get chases for WWE until the Jax line. And I mean, I'm talking like not even like the ruthless aggression line. I can't remember which lines they did it in, but you know uh, guys like Colin Delaney, had a chase and in certain lines and things like that but uh tna impact you know when it comes to that type of stuff with the figures they were just ahead of their time on it
2: absolutely and here's what's interesting so we're used to at least in wb and AEW. so wb typically their lines will have one chase AEW, we know they have their two chases per line, the one of 3,000 figure and the one of 5,000. So when we get to TNA Series 5, listen to this. So we have Samoa Joe, and then he has a chase variant with blue and black trunks. Lance Hoyt, who is now known today as Lance Archer, he also has a chase variant with white pants opposed to the black pants on the regular version. We have James Storm, Kip James, who is we all know as Billy Gunn today. And Kip James also has a variant with black trunks, along with Sting to round out that set. So we have three chases just in this one series.
1: Yeah, that's pretty incredible, to be honest with you.
2: <laughs> I, I mean that that's that I didn't even know that until I went back and looked at this, honestly. Because uh, I know I knew they had at least one chase per series.
1: And to be honest with you, like if I was collecting this line figures weren't that expensive back then compared to to now i probably would have complained that there was that many chases to be honest (laughs) i would have been like yo three chases in one line what do you think what do you think i made a money here like (laughs) as i sit with like four thousand dollars worth of loose wwf hasbros behind me
2: Yeah, I mean, even if this were today, people would just be losing their fucking heads. Let's be real.
1: Yeah, seriously.
2: (laughs) So then we go into series six. We have Christian Cage, and I don't believe this is his first figure. I believe he had a was either a two pack with Abyss or he came with the six sided ring. But I remember remember he had another figure. And I may be thinking of another two pack. You know what? No, he had a two pack with Rhino. That's what I'm thinking of. But I think that comes later on. So we have Christian Cage, which is actually a cool one because it has, it's actually similar to that Series 3 WB lately because it has the hooded jacket and the pants, except instead of silver, it's gold and has the NWA title with it. And we have Alex Shelley from Paparazzi Productions around this time. He also has a Chase variant with a green design on his shorts. Jay lethal and this is Jay lethal's first figure who also has a chase variant with white and green trunks sanjay dutt who the standard comes with red gear red gear red pants but the variant comes with a green attire here we go with the trend of three chases per series (laughs) and they're they're, just just judging by the looks of it and scrolling down more this is not the end of that pattern (laughs)
1: it's definitely interesting i would probably say a little overkill but um i i would
2: have have to agree with you on the
1: i don't again i'm i don't i don't collect these i i never did so i'd be curious to see like how much they are on ebay right now how much they go for etc cetera, etc cetera, because i i'd be really interested in knowing that
2: yeah the these tna figures especially some of these variants and I think specifically like the Jay Lethal and your Lance Hoyt, since they're so you know relevant in AEW now, they do kind of go for quite a bit. And the fact that they go out and they do meet and greets pretty consistently now, you know everyone kind of wants those DNA figures. So they're not the easy I'll tell you that. But yeah. From there we go on to series seven, and it's Scott Steiner's first figure. He also has a chase variant. Uh, instead of the red pants, he has black pants for the chase variant. Here's an interesting one. So we have Robert Rude in his Wall Street gimmick. His chase variant is the Team Canada gear. And from there, we have Matt Bentley, Sting, which is actually a re release from the previous series five, and then Brother Devon. And I'm going to get into some shit later because. This brother, Devon, pissed me off. Not not because the figure was terrible or anything, but because, you know, we, we never finished off Team 3D, and there are a lot of teams that unfortunately didn't get finished off in this line because the line ended. But I'll get into that in a bit. Going to Series 8, we have Kurt Angle, his first TNA figure. Senshi, who we know primarily today is low-key, he has a Chase variant with white pants, Eric Young, in his Don't Fire Eric attire, his Chase variant has the Team Canada. So now you have Bobby Roode and Eric Young in their Team Canada gear. Chase Stevens, from the Naturals, he's wearing his, uh, for the standard, the pink and black gear, which he primarily wore in 2005. He has a Chase. With uh, the the yellow and black gear when the Naturals were being managed by Shane Douglas in 2006. And honestly, I I really enjoyed this figure because I remember having it as a kid. I remember having a lot of these as a kid, actually. But James Mitchell got his figure in the TNA line. It's also worth noting. uh, I mentioned how the old figures had the DVD-ROM inside. They started... Putting temporary tattoos in these in this series, I think starting with this series with James Mitchell, which is okay. I guess it's a little extra added value, but uh, I'm not putting a TNA temporary tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so from there, oh, this one's interesting because I had a few of these too. Uh, Masked Fury. Which WB did a lot of. So it's a it's a pack with one figure. And in this series, we have Sting, Abyss, and Shark Boy. So it comes with a figure on the left side of the package, but then on the right, it has their mask. So you'll have an abyss mask, a shark boy mask, and a sting mask. Which I've actually had all three because they're they're literally somewhere in the other room. I should I should have tried to look for them before the show actually, but yeah, uh, TNA was really experimenting with this Marvel line, including tattoos and DVDs and masks. So they're 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 going all out in a way, especially when you factor in the free chase variants in each series.
1: Yeah, you know, in the th- WWE, we you know WWE does one. And for a long time, there was a chase, but then there was also the uh, collectibles, you know, figure that was also in, in with the cases as well, which made things, you know, rather difficult because now you're not chasing for one figure, you're kind of chasing for two, you know, like guys like the goon, like those are a specialty in the line even though they're like first time in the line and stuff but they're mm-hmm. part of the wwe collectible line you know you always know how you see on the bottom of the american boxes collectible collectible collect, collectible well like in canada it just has like what brand they were on like in the 2018 2019 box style uh again three chases man that is overkill but i mean i can imagine it being fun but like if you don't have these stores in your area, you know that again you have to order them online. And yes, back then fans there was internet. There was internet in the 90s for crying out loud. But um it was it would be difficult, I would imagine, to be honest with you. You know, there wasn't as many I would say figure groups on social media or even uh, really, I would say even maybe even figure collectors, especially with t n a being a new company. Uh, again, I wasn't watching wrestling at this time. I wasn't collecting at this time. so i it, it this is all really difficult for me to be honest. it's it's still i I've looked up the figures and I've seen some of them. And again, I think that, you know, it was TNA was ahead of their time and Toy Biz had done a really fantastic job. So the fact that it ends the way it ends, and like you said, not getting the tag teams that we should have seen finished, it does kind of suck.
2: Yeah, and you know, I'm just going to go rapid fire through the the two packs. So series one, we have Elix Skipper, Primetime, and Christopher Daniels. Yeah, America's Most Wanted and James Storm and Chris Harris. And then you also have the Free Life Crew, consisting of BG James, who we know as Road Dogg, and Conan. Then you go into series two, and from here they kind of they match them up with... You know, pay per view matches, so they can put that DVD in there with the match, which is pretty cool. So you have AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Jeff Jarrett, and Monty Brown, and Jeff Hardy and Abyss. The third series, you have BG and Kip J, or yeah, BG and Kip James. So used to calling him fucking Road Dog and Billy Gunn. It just feels very weird right now. <laughs> but Series 4 also had Sting and Jeff Jarrett and Rhino and Sabu, or excuse me, Raven and Sabu, not Rhino, and then Series 4 comes around, and they actually include a display stand, which is shaped like the six-sided ring, and how I remember it, so you know the little clear parts to kind of, they puts them with Rey Mysterio a lot in the Elite line, the clear parts to kind of display them and make it look it, like he's doing a high flying move.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, the motion sensor people, the motion capture uh, figure people love those things.
2: Yeah, so these display stands had that. And they would also have the name, and I believe in the middle it would have Rivals. So if you're putting these figures on display loose, they're pretty fucking cool, actually. You know, to have it look like the six-sided ring and make it look like this pretty cool piece of art, honestly. But
1: Yeah, I can imagine that.
2: Yeah. And that's it for the two-packs. That's actually pretty crazy. We only had four series of that. But then they had a few rings released, and you know they wanted to put that six-sided ring out because you knew it was going to fucking sell. Yep. I actually I actually had the six-sided ring before I even knew what TNA was. I just noticed it in Toys R Us one day. I'm like, "Hey mom, that's cool. Let me buy that." Uh and that was actually my first AJ Styles figure before I even knew who AJ Styles was. So, pretty fucking interesting. Uh but they came <laughs> out with the six-sided ring. They had the six sides of steel, the Ultimate X everything you could think of to try and throw it out there. And they would include a figure like AJ or Christian cage or Christopher Daniels with it. One thing I really thought was cool when I was a kid. So they came out with a toy NWA title belt. And WWE had the microaggression line at this time where it was the minifigures and, you know, they would have a ring that you kind of make a carrying case out of. This was the same thing. So the center plate to the NWA title would open up and you literally have a TNA arena in there. It would have the stage and the ring. And then on the side plates, you could hold because they came with mini figures of Jeff Jarrett and AJ Styles. You could actually hold them right on the side plates if you were carrying this around, hmm. which is a fucking creative idea.
1: <laughs> a- again, ahead of their time with all of this.
2: Yeah, it- I don't think they get enough credit when you really look back at it. Um, But then they dipped their toes in the wrestling buddy style line. They only had two series of them, but they called them Bash and Brawlers, where you had Samoa Joe and Sting, Kevin Nash and Christian Cage, consisting of the two series. And I forgot all about these. Jesus Christ. So they had Collector's Edition, only lasted one series. With Sting and AJ Styles, I don't want to say these are the same thing as the Ultimate Line because they didn't come with the extra parts, but they were definitely more detailed and you know more geared towards the adult collector. I'm gonna have to fucking look and see if those are on eBay. I kind of, I kind of want them now. But
1: <laughs> so those like the same thing as like the the WWF ones when WWF had the Hasbro's coming out at the same time. The plot the big plush, you know, the arms are like this.
2: Yeah, so that yeah, that was the Bash and brawlers. So okay. very similar to the uh wrestling buddies, just very small, and I believe they talk too. So they're pretty close to what AEW has now with their uh forgot what the name of them are, but their brawling yeah, buddies.
1: yeah uh, WCW's when they did the them the second time with like DDP, Macho Man, Brett, Hogan, those all talked. Uh, They had done them in the early 90s, too, with, like, Lex Luger, Sting. I don't remember who else. But um, WWF had done theirs around the Hasbro time. And to be honest with you, the WCW ones had a very, you know, and the WWF ones looked very, very similar to each other. But WWFs, for whatever reason, I always thought had, like, the most natural looking. So anytime I see these things... Uh, like even the AEW ones, I'm just like, I'm not feeling it. I don't know if it's cause it's the old school mentality in me, but the WWF ones I thought were, have, have always been the coolest and the most, I guess, like best shape quality of them. Cause like, how, I mean, sure. really, what do you, what do you do with these things? You know, as a kid, all the arms are always down. You know, you know, you don't see the arms up or like this or, you know, in, in different positions. It's always, you know, kind of like one of these motions, you know, they're down like this, but yeah, I don't know, man. I just always, anytime I've seen these things, I, I just kind of get a, kind of get a laugh, especially if you're like a ESS. <laughs> um, great, great, fucking call, great fucking call back there. <laughs> I think you know what I mean on that one.
2: Oh, I I do, uh, but yeah, you have, I think WBF. I... No
1: deals, all steals, no deals. That's 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 what he goes by <laughs> Whatever the fuck it is, uh, but yeah, WF
2: I mean, definitely, know. WF definitely did them the best. I think even when they tried to redo them in the Mattel line, actually in 2012, I believe they came out with John Cena, Zack Ryder, Brodus Clay. I don't think they compared to the initial wrestling buddies.
1: Yeah, nah.
2: But that's about it for Marvel. If you notice, I said Brother Devon. I said Homicide. We never got a Brother Ray, Bubba Ray. We never got a Hernandez, so we could never complete LAX and Team 3D. She always fucking pissed me off. I'm not even gonna sit here bullshit. But they were scheduled to come out. They showed prototypes of the Brother Ray unfortunately the line just ended and there was no enough no follow-up after that and tracy brooks was supposed to get a -a build-a-figure in the next series which would have been series nine i believe but that didn't come to be again we saw prototype images of that again never released because the line just vanished one day but things go quiet on the impact figure on the Impact figure line for about three years, because we're at 2007 at this point. 2010, you know, Jax was dumped by WB, and they got their rebound with TNA Wrestling. They came out with Deluxe Impact Series 1, where you had AJ Styles, Jeff Jarrett, Kurt Angle, Samoa Joe, Sting, and Suicide which in 2009, Suicide was actually a pretty big deal in TNA, uh, holding the X Division title a good portion of the year and, you know, just debuting. But strong lineup for their first set. And, you know, these were re-released. I'll I'll get into this. So the Deluxe Impact was similar to the Deluxe Aggression line that Jax had with WB. They re-released these as ruthless Aggression-style figures, and then they also released them if you remember the kb toy style figures that wb had that were about two dollars each were not much articulation to them kind of a bone cruncher titan tron style and you know (laughs) they went back to the series one lineup a lot and i think it kind of hurt them in the long run
1: (laughs) yeah i mean this is where we see Jax no longer with WWE. And we had already seen uh, Jax become, you know, with the WWE line, Jacks become laxed. And when I mean laxed, I mean uh, very lazy. Oh, yeah. Uh, paint not right. Uh, box issues. What I mean by box issues, I mean figures not in the right box and not because figure swappers weren't swapped. A uh, lot of lot of errors being made seemingly ruined a lot of the figures, too, because there were some good figures that were coming out towards the end. Uh, but also, the Jax line, I don't know what they were trying to do, but The WWE classic line became one of my favorites in the long run. I didn't like it at first. And it became one of my favorites because at the time, Justin, when we were uh, meet and greets and everything, a lot of these legends that we were meeting did not have a elite at the time. So if you're somebody like me, If you didn't have a Hasbro, you didn't have an Elite, but I still wanted to meet you or, or, you know, get an interview, I had to do it. I had to start reaching into other lines that I didn't collect, and honestly, the Classic line, that's how I started collecting the Classics, because a lot of these guys, again, did not have Elites or did not have a Hasbro or did not, you know, they didn't have something in a line I collected, so I had to go to the Classics. Now... They had made a bunch of other lines, you know, from like Ruthless Aggression, different packaging for WrestleMania, Royal Rumbles, like all those different series. But they didn't do it. They didn't do it like how. You know, elites are done. They were different packaging, just straight up whole different package. So that's what we got. As far as them starting with impact. I mean, if I was impact, I probably would have been like, Hey, you know, knowing why, you know, WWE was seemingly done with, you know, Jax and everything the you know, from all the ongoing issues I want, I would, I would have been like, Hey, I, I don't know if how things ended with you guys with them or, you know, if the, things were being done out of spite to the figure line. We're not that big of a company. Please do us right. Yeah. How did all this go, Justin? How did it all go?
2: So I'll say this. We talked a lot about the laziness from Jax towards the end of the WB deal. When I get to the last series in this impact line, you're going to see how fucking lazy it gets but
1: Alrighty then.
2: <laughs> and what you said about classic superstars you know i thought that line was very significant because i remember as a kid going into toys r us and you know the first classic superstar sets i saw were the two packs with the rockers the heart foundation and the legion of doom and as you know a s- not even six-year-old kid at the time i go oh my god who's the legion of doom Who's the Rockers? Who's the Heart Foundation? And I would go back and look at them. And, you know, that helped me out a lot. Learning more about the wrestling business, going back to even before I was born, which, you know, we'll talk about classic superstars at another time because I think it's a great conversation. Yeah. But we're here to talk about Impact. And going into Series 2, we have AJ Styles, Amazing Red, Eric Young, Hulk Hogan, Hernandez, and Mick Foley. Bang, bang. Uh, series three, we have Jay Lethal, Kevin Nash, Matt Morgan with his first figure, Shark Boy, Sting, and Velvet Sky. Series four we have Abyss, D'Angelo De Niro, the Pope, Desmond Wolf, Hulk Hogan, Jeff Hardy, and Rob Van Dam. So at this point we're definitely deeper into the Hogan era of TNA, even though this did this line did start when Hogan was, you know, signed to TNA and taking control of the company.
1: Yeah, but you know what? We're also seeing a lot of uh lot of newer names. Yeah. That we, you know, maybe from guys that we wouldn't have seen get figures if they had made it to WWE type deal. Because you know, now WWE has switched to elites. And again, we can talk about them for another show, but you stood a way better chance being in the company getting a classic or part of the Jax line than you do with Mattel.
2: Definitely. And, you know, from there we go into Series 5 of Deluxe Impact. You have Angelina Love, so you finish off the beautiful people of Velvet Sky. Another Jeff Hardy. Mr. Anderson in his first figure in the TNA line. Here's a throwback. Rob Terry. If you remember him, Samoa Joe, and similar to how DB has the collectors edition, the store exclusives with Target and Walmart now, this one had a not a store exclusive, but kind of a collectors edition, and we'll get into that in a bit. It's the Legends of the Ring Raven, which if I remember correctly, this wasn't really a classic style figure, it was more of a 2009 style Raven. If you look at the figure and the packaging, but I digress.
1: Oh yeah, because uh, the legends of I I know this line actually because it was depending on like where you were like they did a uh, Terry Taylor.
2: Yes. They, yep. Yeah. I forgot about the Taylor Terry Taylor. Actually,
1: I actually might have that figure if there I haven't go. sold it. If I haven't sold it, I might actually have it. Red I do. I, I, I had it. I just don't know if I sold it or not, because I had one weekend where I sold a ton of stuff I don't collect anymore. Yeah, that might yeah. have won the... I'll have to look.
2: Actually, now that I look at it, Terry Taylor is right in the next series, in Impact Series 6. And in that line, we have Doug Williams, Kazarian, Kurt Angle, Madison Rain, and Sting. So we're just fucking throwing all the stings out there at this point. Christ. But interesting about this set, WBE, as you mentioned earlier with the Colin Delaney Lee, they started inclu- including the die-cast title belts with the belt bag in the chases. So Jax did start doing that here, too, except it was only with Kurt Angle. And it was one of 100, so not that many out there. And I'm sure they go for a pretty penny if they pop up nowadays.
1: Yeah, I got to imagine, dude. That's
2: one of 100. That's that's not a lot. No. But series seven, we have Bobby Roode, James Storm. James Storm is the chase with the title belt in this series. Jeff Hardy, Mr. Anderson, and Velvet Sky. So it doesn't look like any first time in the lines in the single series here. Ser- Impact series eight, again, no first time in the lines. You have Hogan, Rob Van Dam. Rob Van Dam is also the chase with the title. AJ, another fucking sting, and Matt Morgan. <laughs>
1: Hey, you uh, know, companies have their, their go-to people. You know, like right now in WWE when it comes to elites, you know, the same faces that you see a lot of are Ray Mysterio, AJ Styles. Just like with TNA, Hulk Hogan, Sting, they're the go-to guys because they'll sell.
2: Oh, definitely. It's it's all about marketability there. I can't deny that. Oh yeah,
1: hundred percent.
2: But this is the portion where it gets fucking lazy. <laughs> Just looking at these names in here. Uh, where'd I leave off? Yeah, so we did series eight, series nine. At this point, there's no fucking promotion for these figures at all. No one fucking talks about them. Impact doesn't talk about them. Jax doesn't talk about them. There's literally one fucking series a year at this point, but we're almost on death row and we have Christopher Daniels, Jeff Hardy, Jeff Hardy is the chase with the title belt, Magnus, Austin Aries getting his first figure, and Gail Kim, who had just come over from WB. Now, series 10, you get a few new names in here, like in Brooke Tessmacher and Crimson, if you remember him. Rob Van Dam, Kurt Angle, and Rob Terry. <laughs> Lee, when I get an Impact Series 11, so I believe it came out in 2014, that consists of Mr. Anderson, Angelina Love, and that's it. Two figures. I'm not even, I'm not joking with you, man. Two figures in the fucking series, and that that kills the whole line completely.
1: I was going to say, this must be when, like, either Impact knows or Jax knows that they're out the door with this.
2: Yeah, and I don't even think these hit stores at all. I think they were literally, like, Shop Impact exclusives. Like, <laughs> these were so fucking under the radar that no one even cared at that point.
1: And why would you? Let's be honest.
2: Yeah, that, that's no fucking excuse to have two figures in your fucking series.
1: I would like to know if they had other ones planned and things, like, just went sour, you know?
2: It's very possible, from, but from what I've looked at, nothing's ever been put out there about it. So, maybe they just said, oh, we have a fucking Angelina Love and a Mr. Anderson, just paint these shits up and let's end this fucking deal.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's weird.
2: Yeah. But then you have the two packs, which were only four series, they called them the Cross the Line series. Uh, Kevin Nash and Scott Steiner, which interesting note about that, because obviously you have the main event mafia connection. It was supposed to be Booker T and Scott Steiner, but Booker T went back to WB in early 2011, and that completely scrapped the idea of Booker T and Scott Steiner in the series, especially after Booker T left in 2009. Then you got James Storm and Robert Rhodes, you got Beer Money, Mick Foley, Samoa Joe. Series 2, you have the Motor City Machine Guns. Uh, you get Team 3D, because it was never finished for the fucking Toy Biz line. Uh, AJ Styles, Jeff Jarrett. Series 3 is AJ and Jeff Hardy. Uh, Daphne and Dr. Stevie, who we know as Stevie Richards. Uh, Kurt Angle and Mr. Anderson. <laughs> and then Series 4, you have Abyss and Hogan. Fucking dream team right there. Eric Young and Kevin Nash and Rob Van Dam and Sting and that that that's where the two packs end. That didn't last fucking long at all.
1: Yeah, the two packs usually don't, to be honest with you. And you know, aside from WWE doing like, if you notice, they don't even do tag team sets. You know, like look at the Usos; they come yeah. out individually. You know, you got the battle packs but they're they're not they're not the elite line like imagine if WWE did elite tag team series you know this is one of those things that impact had done i don't know if it was just the two packs the the profit margins weren't there because you know you you do have to give some sort of deal for buying two figures if you're charging 13.95 for one, you know, that you can't charge, you know, up to $28 for the tag team pack. No one's going to buy it, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, as a collector, I I would go after these, I would go after those all day long. Cause that's where you're bang for your, that's where you're getting the real bang for your buck. And, and those are all great names, Motor City Machine Guns one of the greatest impact tag teams of all time
2: and still going.
1: You know? Yeah. Chris Sabin has been in the most ultimate X matches has won the most ultimate X matches. Like what the hell? Uh, that's an impact hall of famer all day long. And I hope motor, C- C- motor city motor city. I hope they go in. Wow. I hope they go in <laughs> the impact hall of fame. It was a mouthful for some reason. I just, wow. <laughs> but Kevin Nash, Scott Steiner, Kurt Angle, Abyss, Hogan, RVD, Sting—those are all big names in in pro wrestling. Like you know, you see why those sell. But at the same time, we're not getting a lot of homegrown impact talent out of this. Aside from the same names that you keep hearing, you know the the oddball ones that you hear are Suicide. You know. Eric Young, things like that, you know, they're originals, but they're the ones we didn't see a lot of throughout this. And even towards the end, you know, you had started to say uh, beer money more, Robert Rood more, James Storm more, you know, so those that were early in the company that might not have gotten figures through toy biz, we at least got to see them get figures uh, through the Jacks line at least, which is nice. Uh, the women kind of got the shaft on this one. You know, we didn't see too many, but they had a solid line of of people and yeah. figures. Those are solid names, solid lines, no matter what. Again, I don't know what happened with Jackson Impact or TNA. Kind of sounds like the same thing with WWE. Maybe just something happened for this not to go right. It, something happened for us to only get in the last line just two figures.
2: Yeah, it's some something definitely happened, whether it's laziness or the market wasn't there. You know, uh, who knows? But, you know, we went into the... We talked a little bit about the Legends of the Ring line, which was their equivalent to the classic superstars. We mentioned Raven. We mentioned Terry Taylor. We only had one series of the Legends of the Ring, believe it or not. I believe there was two planned, but they only came out with one. And that included Hulk Hogan, Jeff Jarrett, Kevin Nash, Kurt Angle, and Sting. So, you know, that's that. I mean, I know they they don't have much of a talent pool to pick from at this time. I mean, they're not even 10 years into the company, but
1: yeah that's very hard to do like yeah to, to do a legends line like you're literally picking people that made their name elsewhere and you know like that should have been honestly a, a line completely avoided to be honest with you i would not have i don't know what they were thinking with that uh it just so look yeah. at everything listed off like Look where they made their names. Did they make their names in TNA slash impact? No. can say they did. Like considering that it's now 2022 and the company has been around, you know, with their 20th anniversary and 20 years and everything like that. I you know now that they have a figure line, that could be something revisited down the line but I would say give yourself 20 years before you start giving yourself a legends line, because like the legends they should be picking. It should be those TNA originals, Eric Young, AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, shark boy, amazing red, things like that, you know, names, names that in the beginning you had a shot to make figures of and, you said, "Nah, they're new. They're not. They're new guys. They're not going to sell. We got to make. We got to make figures of Kevin Nash and Kurt Angle and Hulk Hogan and Rob Van Dam because they'll sell. Those are the ones we need right now, and that's what they did. And then for, it's an unfortunate circumstance for the guys who could have used the payday of the figures of like the Eric Youngs and stuff like that. Now's their time." to be part of the legends be part of the legends lines and stuff like that
2: yeah definitely you know there's a lot of deep cuts in this too if you look at the packaging you know kurt angle is based off his new japan run where he held the iwgp title and beat brock lesnar for it and i believe the sting and the jeff jarrett are from the nwa so this isn't even a reflection of TNA as a company.
1: Yeah, this is a reflection of these legends and things they've done elsewhere, essentially. Exactly. Yeah, you know, which is again, which is fine. It it was just a money-making figure line. That's all it was. It's, that's the way they looked at it. Which again is fine. Um, I'm sure collectors ate it up, but not my thing that i find it very weird
2: yeah definitely and to finish off the jacks line tna did have a few exclusives <clears throat> uh they had hulk hogan and sting in a legends of the ring two-pack based off their 2010 look uh jeff hardy they had an exclusive with glow in the dark face paint jeff hardy had a legends of the ring figure which i don't know how they fucking got away with it but it was Similar to that new Jeff Hardy Ultimate Edition WV just put out. <laughs> it's probably why it was a fucking exclusive, so there weren't that many out there. Uh, American Sting exclusive, Legends of the Ring, which is pretty much American Surfer Sting face paint. Again, I don't know how the fuck they're getting away with some of these. Uh, Five Star Rivalry, Legends of the Ring, which is Jeff Hardy and uh, Rob Van Damme. Matt and Jeff Hardy and the twist of hate Tupac also known as the bloodline which is interesting looking back on it Yeah, uh, had a glow in the dark Jeff Hardy a one of 3000 AJ Austin Aries exclusive a exclusive full metal Hardy figure of Jeff which I don't even know what that is Dixie Carter had a shop TNA exclusive figure And Earl Hebner had a Legends of the Ring. And, you know, there were a few where they had their rings, they came out with the six sides of steel, and they had their microaggression equivalent, but this line wasn't the best, unfortunately. And, you know, impacts their figures went quiet for quite a long time. Uh, They came out with the micro brawlers starting last year, and there's only a few of them out. And I'm looking at them on my wall right now. So I'll just list off the names that we have here. Series one included Doc Gallows, Moose, Eddie Edwards, Jordan Grace, and Abyss. Madison Rain was also a pro wrestling tease exclusive that was released. Uh, Carl Anderson, Rich Swan, Ace Austin, the current Impact World Champion at the time of this recording, Josh Alexander, and Scott Damore. Series 3 had Eric Young, Willie Mack, Gail Kim, Diana Perazzo, And, oh, Heath. I had to look behind me to fucking figure that out. And this new series that just came out recently, which is up for pre-order on Shop Impact. Uh, you have Chris Bay, Tasha Steeles, Trey Miguel, and interestingly enough, a Team Canada version of Bobby Roode. So, up in up until now that's all we had but Chella toys is bringing us something new with these impact figures and i'm excited i'm excited to see what else they have planned for
1: them we know Cella toys for their awesome remakes this is their first line with a wrestling company i believe so it's going to be real interesting because you know we've seen them make i believe Justin, uh, they're, they do like the bone crunchers that we've seen with like Adam Bomb, Ultimo Dragon, Sonny Ono coming out, things like that, uh, which you can check those interviews out with those guys at youtube.com slash perched on the top rope. Very rare exclusive interview with Ultimo Dragon. Uh, we are the only, as far as I know, aside from a couple minute interviews, we're the only team to have a full length interview with Ultimo dragon. Uh, we've also interviewed Adam bomb and he talked about Cella toys and getting some new figures himself that are not out, which, you know, might involve chronic youtube.com slash person on the top rope. Anyway, uh, it's going to be interesting to see from, what you saw justin and from what it looked like at the uh live major figure wrestling podcast where these were announced it looked like these have like the elite style to them like they have all mm-hmm. the right joints that move uh, the the part in the stomach that you know with the fold in the stomach and everything like that and they've all the joints and stuff that look like they bend and move which is you know pretty articulate and great uh, i'll be interested in the packaging because Uh, My friend Kevin has a Lucha Libre line uh, that he does. And it comes off as uh, very, very basic packaging. And it... I hope it's not basic packaging because it's going to take away from the figure line, in my opinion. But it's a start. It's a start and I'm excited for it.
2: It's been a long time
1: coming yep and justin when do those when when are, when is the impact figure line expected
2: so from what it was said and i believe impact posted on their social media these impact figures consisting of the four in series one will be released early 2023 i don't think an exact date came out you know i think if they said quarter one of 2023 possibly quarter two But they'll be available at theasylum.com and shopimpact.com. And I will definitely be picking up all four of those as soon as they get put up.
1: Right on. And it's just another figure line to collect, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, when I say just another figure line, it's not just another figure line. Uh, However, speaking of figure lines, Justin. It's just the figure of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, here on Perched on the Top Shelf, we have a motto a saying, if you will, if it's not in a case, you don't have the chase. Ladies and gentlemen, the figure of the week is just that it is the shop AEW.com exclusive chase, one of 3000, John Moxley. Now, this figure is really cool. You know, on the side, you know, he's got the mock spray painted. Uh, You know, you got the exclusive here in the front, which you don't see. Of course, to be a chase, it's got to have that gold sticker, one of 3,000 in the front. You know, on the corner here, it's got unscripted violence. Very different than other chases. You know, the back is just a complete picture of Moxley. Uh, I actually, I picked this up. Uh, Very surprised Uh, Justin and I have been, well, more of Justin's been known to get lucky and get chase figures. Uh, You can actually watch the unboxing of this figure at YouTube.com slash Perched on the Top Rope. And that's up now, actually. So I actually pulled a Perched on the Top Rope rule breaker of, spoiler freeze, the way to be. Because I spoiled this on the unboxing video. Ladies and gentlemen, you can catch all the Perched on the Top Shelf episodes and our our YouTube videos, unboxing videos at YouTube.com slash Perched on the Top Rope. Uh, since this is part of the Perched on the Top Rope network, uh, we, under, we are under the Perched on the Top Rope brand. So you can find the podcast on op, Apple, Spotify, Podbean, Podbay, Red Circle, uh, anywhere podcasts are found at Perched on the Top Rope. You can find our Twitter handle at Perch Top Rope. You can find us on Facebook at Perched on the Top Rope, where we post a mix of wrestling news and always action figure-related stuff. You can find us on uh, Instagram at Perched on Top Rope Podcast. You can find us anywhere on, in anywhere social medias, it's Perched on the Top Rope. And you can find our Perched Correspondent, Vlogging and blogging on his own YouTube channel. Go ahead, Justin.
2: Well, thank you, Lee. So, yes, recently I have decided to open up a solo YouTube channel. At the moment, it's called In Justin We Trust. That could change later on. Debating on whether to go, you know, shoot name. No kayfabe, no gimmicks here, but, you know, for now we have a gimmick. But, you know, as we all know, I am all over the fucking place when it comes to these wrestling shows. And I realized I looked for my phone and I said, I have about a hundred hours of fucking footage here. I should probably put it out there. So currently in the process of editing the WrestleMania vlogs from this year, and I have the first three days up just need to get day four and five up and we'll have the complete set. Uh, I will try to get as much up within the last few months as I possibly can. And then the next one in our time will be me and you Lee, In Albany, New York, September 14th for AEW Dynamite. So that'll be exciting. Uh, But yeah, check it out, because I have some cool stuff planned, and can't wait to show all you guys.
1: So ladies and gentlemen, make sure you check out our Perch correspondent, youtube.com, Injustice We Trust. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of this episode. Always remember, you don't have the chase. If it's not in a case. We're out. For the machine gun,
0: Carl Anderson, I'm the big LG Doc Ellis. We are the world famous good brothers of the OG Bullet them. Club. And you are watching and or listening to Perched on the Top Rope.
1: The following announcement has been
0: paid for by Perched on the Top Rope.
2: So, guys, you guys have had a lot of merchandise released over the last two years. Uh, something I'm personally a big fan of is the micro brawlers Yeah. that were released on uh, Shop Impact uh, last year. Yep. Uh, your guys, your micro brawlers, were actually one of the first ones to completely sell out. How yeah. does that feel Yeah. Uh, just to have them go so fast, like pretty much immediately? Because I remember sitting yeah, on Shop Impact that day waiting they, to... They sold out <laughs> quick.
0: No, it feels good, man. Yeah. Um, you know it, it reminds us of uh kind of the legacy that we've built and are building and it, it's very cool and we appreciate people obviously buying our merch but wanting something collectible like that and then you know i think we were pretty impressed too because we just did um our own brand our talking shop of mania micro brawlers and uh those things flew off the the proverbial shelves as well so uh anytime you have a new toy come out it's great we just had the super sevens come out they got impact wrestling logos on them for the first time it Impact technically has had a figure with its branding on it in years, so we're pushing for that. We hope to see an Impact Wrestling figure line coming, and uh, yeah, we love all that stuff. I grew up a wrestling figure nerd. Not, I didn't stay a wrestling figure nerd as much as our friends Myers and Cardona, but it's still very cool. <laughs> it's funny you brought that up. I just checked in uh, in Tampa Airport yesterday, and the guy that was checking me in said he just... He, he wanted to too sweet me, of course, but then he also <laughs> talked about the micro brawler, which is funny. You just brought. Yeah, people love them. I think we need some Funko pops. That's one thing we don't have. Let's get some Funko no, pops. It's, it's cool. Our good brother, the people that have us that have our backs. Most of the time, in following They're us, in new Japan or whatever, and, yeah. and there's not much hate there. It's it's the ones that follow us love us, and like you know, we love them for that. So right, and the ones special. that hate us really do. So yeah. we we'll love you. The ones that, that hate too. us hate us too. <laughs> 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 they don't know the real us though. They're the ones that saw us from in New York or whatever, and right. that's it. Right.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and you touched on it a little bit—the uh, super sevens. What was kind of the process of uh, getting those going? And long,
0: <laughs> very, very. long. But it makes sense now that we know how the process of those because those the details that go into those. They're also know? a huge toy company that have all these you know licenses like like Cardona and Myers could speak better on this because they they were the ones who kind of uh, go hey they want to do four talent they want us to and the two of you because we were the only people that you know. I think of that value that were non-exclusive at the time and could do a toy line, and Impact was cool enough to let us do it. Yeah. Uh, and then they came out, and we've been signing them at these, uh, we've been doing a lot of signings lately, and people love them, they're, they're awesome. So it's, it's, it's cool to see the collectible fans grow up and be adults and still appreciate that stuff. I have one on my mantle of him, so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that sounds great, guys, thank you. You're welcome,
1: man. Hey, everyone, thanks for watching that video. If you liked what you saw make sure you hit the like button and make sure you hit subscribe so you can get all our content here at perched on the top Row. and fans remember spoiler freeze the way to be I'm out mm-hmm.